Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. This message is by Andrea Lundstra. I hope we're all doing well. Um, I'm excited for this morning uh, because God is just going to speak to us in a way that's maybe a little bit different than you're used to. And I, I, just, I just love to, to deliver it to you. Um, as you know, we, first of all, I'm Andrea, and if you're here for the first time, you're very welcome, and if you're here for the hundredth time, you're still very welcome, and my name is still Andrea, so, uh, it's actually also Anna Theodora, so if you would like to call me Anna Theodora, that's also okay, but better Andrea, it's a long story, so I won't go into it, um, Shall we pray first? Father, we just um, come to you. We thank you that you are a good father. And you just want to talk to us, to each one of us this morning about your love and about who you are and about unity. Thank you, Father, for your peace and your revelation and wisdom this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, um, as the last two weeks, we've been talking about um, prayer, and we've had, um, I was talking about prayer with God in your secret place, then Kai was talking about standing on the word and how to pray that, and then Pastor Jonathan and Steve were talking about faith and praying with authority and all of that. So, if you haven't listened to it, it's on the website, um, and you're very welcome. So this morning, it's about praying as a family, as a body, as a corporate body together. Um, Robert, it's Robert, could you give me the table, hand me the table? Because it's quite interactive this morning, and it's quite, um, you're going to be involved in this morning, okay? So corporate prayer, um, it is... Um, very important that we are all in unity, one body, one purpose, and one heart, and one mind. And one of the things that is so important about corporate prayer is everybody's prayer matter. Everyone's. So when you come to a prayer meeting, I'm talking about kingdom faith, but maybe you go to other prayer meetings as well. Your prayer matters. And, and I, I've sometimes believed the thing of, oh, well, if I don't really engage or if I don't really do something, you know, no, 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 that matters as well. Every prayer, your life matters. So this morning, I'm going to um, actually have this um, demonstrated by Yenga. This is a bit small. I was looking in the shop everywhere yesterday. I couldn't find the right Yenga, like the bigger one. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to have a small Yenga. Um, what we're going to do is some of the children, Poppy, can you help me with Saren? And then maybe another person can help me hand out this Lily. Would you like to hand out? And each person in this room is going to have a Yenga block. Okay, on that Yenga block, on this block, I'm going to call it a block, you're going to write your own name. Okay, and then when you've done that, um, you come and bring it back 
to the front, and we're going to build a tower. Okay, we're going to build a Yanga tower, and we're going to build it with the children. And I just want you to, then I will explain why it matters that you pray, why it matters that you come to a prayer meeting. And I'm not advertising here for impact, although I do, but although I don't. Okay, so hear my heart. Prayer just matters. Whatever you do, wherever you are, it matters. So um, every child, just for... Um, also, every child, every adult, every child, every older person, younger person, everybody is going to write something on that block. Okay? And I'll stop talking for one minute. And then I'll tell you what to do after. Yes, write your name on the block. So, I think you all have written down the names. Then I want every person to come forward and put your block on this tower. So we're going to build a tower all together, okay? So I'm going to build a foundation. Jesus is the foundation of our prayer life. And then we're not going to do three um, as it is in the box, but we're going to do two. So I will tell you what to do. So row by row. So this left side, could you just all come and put your, na- put your block on the tower? And that represents your prayer. Well done. Okay, middle block, you can come. The middle block, you can come and put your block on the tower. Okay, the right block, you can come as well. It's getting higher. Right. Everyone can take a seat now. And when we look at this tower... Thank you. You know, we can see that this can't go on there, but let's imagine it's just one tower. You know, if I take one out, the whole tower will collapse. It will be completely not right. That's the same with us as a praying person, as a praying church. If one of you isn't there, we're missing one out. We're missing someone who who wants to add into the prayer meeting. And I just wanted to show this tower as an example of how important that we need each person in our congregation, in our in worthing, in the nation to pray. Because when we pray, we want to see God's kingdom come and His will be done. And you are the right person to release His kingdom purposes, to release His kingdom, to release. His answers on her, the answers are here, but God needs a prayer, praying church to see his kingdom released. So sometimes um, when I come to a prayer meeting, I think, oh my goodness, I don't want to go um, because it's maybe boring or it's not good or, or something. But you know what? If it's, you think it's a boring prayer meeting, I talked about it and I thought, you know what? It's boring because I'm actually not engaging with it. I haven't actually um, given myself to it. I actually haven't done something about that. So I, I really got convicted with that. And I was like, you know what? If you think it's a boring prayer meeting, I, would, I wouldn't say it's your fault, but we can make a great prayer meeting when everyone engages, where everyone says, come on, we can do this. And it's not, not just praying the person at the front, like when Steve prays here for the prayer cards. Every one of us is praying together and agreeing what the person in front is saying. And and that is really what I wanted to say to you. Your prayer life matters. And also, 
And when you come, or when we come to a prayer meeting, you know, I always find it so important to be prepared. A prayer meeting is not for myself. It's not for the person, maybe sometimes for the person next to me. But when I've prepared, I can give and I can sow into the, our, our morning or I can sow into um, worthing. You know, it's just really important to have a right heart before you come in and also have a right heart towards the leader. Sometimes I think, oh, I'm not sure you're going the right way. You know, when we talk about direction and I think, okay, I will pray for something different. But it's so important when we pray to being, to be united and to go together as a church. And our heart is for our church to see his kingdom purposes come on earth as it is on earth in heaven, on earth as it is in heaven, you know, to see his kingdom come. Um, so um, one of the, um, oh, there's a story in Acts uh, 12, verse 5 to 11, and I'm going to read it. And I just show you the importance of a praying church. And I love this story. Um, Acts 12, verse 5. So Peter was kept in prison. Now, just before these five verses, um, King Herod has already put James to death, okay? So just bear that in mind. Um, and then King Herod was about to put Peter to death too, but something happened. Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying for him to God. It doesn't mean, I looked at this in the Hebrew, it doesn't mean that they were like praying for days and days. It meant earnest prayer, fervent prayer, going for it, you know, not just please. I don't know how it would have looked like, but fervent means with your guts, with your, with your spirit, with, your, with all of your being to, to pray um, for um, Peter to be kept out or not to be put to death. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers. I know we know this story, but I want you to just see what the power of prayer is. Bound with two chains and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrist. Then the angel said to him, put on your clothes and sandals. And Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. The angel told him. Peter followed him out of the prison. But he had no idea that, that what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. They passed the first and the second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself. Iron gates opened by themselves, and they went through it. When they walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left him. Now that is prayer. Prayer breaking off in the spirit, the chains that were holding Peter, the guards left them to sleep. The iron gates opened by itself. How is that ever possible other than God's mighty work? You know, that is the power of prayer. When you are praying at church, in your home, with your family, you know, you have the authority, what we have already been saying, in you to break those chains, in wording, to break the change in someone else's life. Do not underestimate. And I don't want to underestimate my prayer love because it's important to pray as a church and individually. 
individually. I like this word. You know, prayer accomplished, breaking change. Prayer accomplished, opening iron gates. What does your prayer accomplish? What do you want it to accomplish? Because God wants to see a praying body rising up as an army to go out and to pray and to declare, to prophesy, to decree, all of those things. It's exciting. You know, sometimes I've been to prayer meetings and I think, oh no, oh no, what to do? Because I'm so excited, but not everyone else is excited. You know, and it's like prayer is exciting. In our church, in your home, with your family, with your children it's exciting and if it's not you just have to change your minds and and just get over it I can't say it like that but you know I want to see God's kingdom come and God wants a praying people God wants a praying church to see his kingdom come and his will be done and then the question is, does it actually matter that I pray? Yes, it does matter. Even if you're quiet, even if you don't know how to stand up, if, even if you don't know what to pray. In this block, if I take one out, this, this tower will tumble. It's not complete. When you not come, and I don't, sorry to say, I'm not condemning at all. I'm just saying that, you know, some of us can't come to prayer meetings. You know, there's also town-wide prayer meetings or, uh, you know, in, in Worthing. Sometimes it's just impossible to come. But don't let a lie hold you or keep you from stopping. That's what I'm saying, you know. God knows your motives and God knows your heart. But he wants a praying people and a praying church. And also, I, I, I also said it before, you know, the enemy does not like you to pray. We need to, I need to remember this always, you know. When I pray in the morning, I'm tired sometimes or in the evening and you just switch over and fall asleep. And it's like at that moment you have to wake up like as in shake yourself because sometimes we just need to make a choice to stand up and pray because the enemy doesn't want us to pray. So he's making us tired or he's getting a lie in your head. We just need to come against that and just stand up and say, no, I'm not having that. I am praying because God wants me to pray. And sometimes you don't want to pray, but go for it, even if you don't feel like. Also, I want to say to all of the children, you know, your prayer matters. Poppy, your prayer matters. Sophia, when you pray, God hears it. Everyone. Jessupi, your prayer matters. Everyone's prayer. Lily, your prayer matters. Elizabeth, Yuki, your prayer matters. You know, God hears the small voices. He hears the big voices. He hears the whispers. He hears the thunder, you know. He hears it all. So um, now I'm going to give the microphone to Sarah because she's going to talk about praying as a family. So I've spoken about prayer as a church as a body how important and and Sarah is just going to talk about praying as a family thank you hi yeah so my name's Sarah and um as I do quite a lot with the children I have to have my bag of little visual aids forgive me bear with me um I must say when Andrea asked me about um to talk about praying as a family a little bit of my heart sank because to be really honest at the moment we do not pray as a family. I have two teenage boys and we also have two older stepchildren. And um, most of the time in our family, it is just Andrew, my husband and I praying. So um, yeah, but I, but I know, so I want to talk to you about how we have prayed, how we still pray and about praying for people who perhaps 
you know, in your family are not are not right quite there yet. So um, as I was preparing, I was just asking God, just praying about what he wanted um, me to share, really. And I have no idea why this picture came into my mind, but um, I was reminded of um, weaving. Um, and I remembered I had this um, little scarf um, from Guatemala, actually. And God reminded me of, gave me a picture, I believe, of um, how you weave with, you have the loom, which is the frame, and then you have these long, longitudinal, the length vertical um, threads that run the length of the piece of cloth, and then you're, and then you have, that's the warp, and the weft, sorry, the weft, or the woof, if you're a linguist, <laughs> both the weft or the woof is the one that runs horizontally back and forth back and forth and I just felt God was saying to me this this is only a piece because you can see the 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 vertex oh thanks darling she's so good thanks darling you can kind of see in this piece of cloth that there's very kind of very obvious lengthwise vertical longitudinal Stripes And these threads, I felt God was saying to me, those are the ones that attach to the loom, the frame. And it, these things, you need these things in your life that just give you direction. And I really believe that, that prayer is one of these things. That our lives, back and forth, back and forth, weaving through. But you need those things that hold you in, in check, keep you in the right um, direction. It's funny, actually, God has such a good sense of humor with me. I was thinking, oh, there must be a good Bible verse about that. And I looked it up, and there's a fabulous verse in Job. Job 7, verse 6 says, My days are swifter than a, sh- a weaver's shuttle and come to an end without hope. <laughs> and I just thought, it just reminded me, thanks, darling. It just reminded me of when my boys were little. I've got two boys who are 18 and 16 now. And it just felt like just being on a bit of a treadmill, backwards and forwards, tidying toys, whatever. And then you get to the end of the day, and sometimes it was a bit like, I got to the end of the day without hope. <laughs> but it just, it was lovely the way God said to me, but, but if, you've got those, if you've got those kind of longitudinal threads, that prayer that weaves, that holds you onto the frame, that is God, that's really, that's all you need. Because to whom should we go, Lord? You alone have the words that give eternal life. He's the one, he's the only one that can keep us on track. And he's the only one that we need. So that's from John 6. So how? How, how do you pray as a family? I have to say, I don't think it much matters. I have some things that we did when my boys were little and I'll just share because it makes it gives me pleasure to remember what we did um, I would just say as a as a parent and sorry I'm saying this as a parent and I'm very aware that not everybody is a parent um, in the room but I think there are if you may not be praying for your own children but you may be praying for people that you care about so I I know that when I was pregnant with my boys I used to pray every day over over my bump and just pray that they would be healthy and whole and happy and would know him. I pray that every day. And even now when my boys are 
big and hairy, much bigger than me, much bigger, and um, and have their own very strong wills. I pray every day, and I these days I entrust them to Him. I just I give them to Him every day. They are my treasures, but I've given them to Him, and that's really important, especially when they're doing their own thing in a way that you don't really appreciate very much. So I would just I would just yeah that entrusting people to God is really important. And then when they get a bit older, when they're littler, um, you can start to encourage them to pray and to draw them to closer to God. You, we as parents train our children in the way that they should go, the Bible says. So um, for us, when they were teeny tiny, we would have the, we would have, well, I would get them ready for bed and and bath and would be all about calming them down. Andrew would then produce his harmonica and then play at great speed and rhythm and wind them all up. <laughs> and then prayer, bedtime and prayer was that just that moment of just giving giving the children to God and just that connecting with God. That was really precious. And it reminded me in Psalm 84 there's a beautiful verse How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may have her young, a place near your altar, Lord Almighty, my God, my King and my God. And I think when your children are tiny, it's just about bringing them, just about bringing them to the altar. It's that entrusting them, bringing them there each day. And when they're when they're older, as they get a bit older, when they get to Poppy's age, sometimes it's lovely to do more kind of creative things with prayer with them. So with our boys, we would find if they weren't, if they didn't really want to pray when they were kind of perhaps um, school age, we would find little little ploys to encourage them. So some of these we've used in um, Sunday school, but we these are quite these are quite good. <laughs> so. If you, I'm not going to get it out because everybody will want to have a go, I know. But just as you pray and then you, you blow a little prayer to God. I know lots of people don't necessarily like, it's not about this. It's about helping children engage with, with prayer. So there's ideas like this. Um, this is a good one that uh, my able assistant uh, Sophie is to demonstrate. <laughs> Bubble wrap. If you're praying about things that you want to really tackle for children, a way of just showing them that it's done is just start walking on bubble wrap because it pops. <laughs> Poppy was going to do some popping for me. I don't know where she's gone. But if you, or just obviously doing it with your fingers, but it's just finding vi- visual, practical ways to just, it's done, or writing things on paper and screwing it up, those things. Little, little tiny things, but they're, they're just good. And, um, yeah, with the boys when they were older, we had little um, UCB do brilliant notes, um, which have a, a Bible verse and a, and a prayer at the end. And we had a lovely little um, book in our old church that we used to use called God and Me, which is just a really simple little um, meditative thing. Um, I'm not teaching. As I say, it really doesn't matter how you pray with your family, but do pray because it's so it so matters. Please, can somebody watch that she doesn't put that on her head? <laughs> um, because the only time 
now, my boys, as I say, they're, they're teens, older, they're very much um, not wanting to pray, shall we say. But I always insist that we, um, even now, we say, we say grace, we say thank you for our food. And gratitude has been a really important thing in our family. And I, <laughs> even when the boys will not uh, say thank you to God, because sometimes, you know, they won't. <laughs> I'll always insist that they'll say thank you to somebody for their food. It's really important that we recognize prayer is that kind of offering of, you've given me this, thank you, Lord. Just, I think even, even a simple thing of encouraging children to, to, to give thanks for things is so important. Um, and as I say, we do it even in a restaurant, much to the boys' um, horror. <laughs> but I just think that's really important for us. Um, I think, as Andrea has said, it's about also about being united as a unit. And I'm talking about family, but, I, but I'm talking about households or groups of Christians outside of the church context, wherever you are. If you're in relationship with people, it's so important to stand in unity um, in prayer. So... A good example for us as a family was when we moved here, which was 10 years ago, bizarrely. Um, Actually, this month. Actually, it was today. It was yesterday, actually, 10 years. Um, And we'd we'd got this house. We really felt that God wanted this house for us. And we live in Storrington. And um, we put in an offer for the house. And we were about to go on holiday. We got a call to say that somebody had put in... Um, another offer and effectively we'd been gazumped because as far as we were concerned we had this house and it was going ahead and we I remember we sat with the boys and we claimed it as a family and the boys were tiny actually eight well they were eight and six not that tiny but I don't know that they really understood what we were doing in terms of kind of claiming that house but standing together as a family was just really important so I think that kind of unity of the spirit when things when you when you when you believe something's it, it's God's will, you kind of align yourself, and you stand together. When two or more are gathered in my my name, I am with them. I am there. Um, but it's also aligning. We really felt it was God's will for us to be there. And I think there's something very powerful in the spirit realm that when you stand together and claim it, then then yeah, God can always act. But there is something that we don't quite understand about him un- being able to <laughs> unlock things where we stand in um, unity. And my final point really is um, that as parents, praying together as parents or as with a significant other has been so important for us. And I really, I'm embarrassed, but I'm just being honest that we took a long time to learn that. <laughs> I remember we'd been married for several years and we went to a marriage renewal um, course at church and um, there was a big, uh, there was a big um, seminar about praying together as a couple and to be really frank, we'd never done that in a routine way and that was such an important lesson for us and things really changed. Andrew and I are very different, not just male and female, but very different backgrounds. 
he's also had a family before, so we've got very different kind of ideas about perhaps what parenting is, family, um, and different characters. But I, but I know that when we pray together, it is literally like our, our kind of volatile and um, sometimes, what's the word, rebellious spirits will come into line with God and agree with his, his purpose for that situation. So that's been so important. And I know that when there are hard things come as a family, um, as they do, or, or, or to, to your family, into your household, standing together in prayer, that's when things can break. That's when the, the power of the enemy can shift. And we always see, when we've, when we've had difficult times, I know that generally things reach a crescendo and you think, and then I'm saying, Andrew, we really need to pray. Andrew's much better at praying than I am. I'm, he's always the one. I mean, he's much more faithful in prayer. <laughs> I'm generally, we pray in the morning and I'm always thinking, but I've got to start work at nine and I've got to get to my desk and Andrew will always pray until he feels that um, he's prayed, prayed enough. Um, but I know that when, yeah, when, the, when difficulties have come, when we have prayed together, something always shifts. Things always shift. So I just, just to bring you back to this thing, I just want to encourage you that um, two things really. God is always there and prayer is just a way of plugging back in to him to make sure that you are on the right track and aligned with his will. And also, of course, he when we're lost in the, the busyness of our routine, he sees the bigger picture. He sees where you're going. <laughs> he sees what you're making. And he's not just, it's not just like a race to the end to attain God there. He's with you in the day-to-day -day because goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And prayer just, just reminds you of that. So. Amen. Thank you, Saren. So, as we've been talking about um, praying together as a family, as a church, I forgot to mention this name, but um, or this sentence: families who pray together stay together. I really like that sentence. You know, it's so good and important to pray together. So, what we're going to do now, and it's, it, this is going to be very good. And when I was praying about it, I really felt that God is going to do something in each of our families this morning. So um, a few weeks ago, Pastor, Pastor Clive has been talking about God's Lordship in the home. Now, that was what Sarah just was talking about, you know, acknowledging God in your home. So uh, we're going to take communion, and um, we're not just going to go up and take it, but I would like every family, um, I'm going to explain it, and then I tell you, ready, steady, go, and then you can go, okay? <laughs> Otherwise, uh, it will be a bit complicated. So um, I would like every family to sit together. If you are a um, couple, I would like you to sit together or to where you are. If you're not in a family like me or a couple, whatever, you know, go with three or four people um, and sit together in a circle, okay? So everyone is going to be sitting together, not two people if you are alone. So four 
or five people. If you are a couple, I would like you to stay together because I want, would like you, or it says in here that it's just good to pray together. Then, when you've done that, I'm going to go through the steps and then you will understand. Um, there is one kind of leader, and if you are in the family, that will be you as a man, as a husband, as a dad. If you don't have a dad or um, a husband in your circle, there needs to be a man in that circle who can take just that responsibility or that role for a minute, okay? Because when we go through here, um, it is, as talks, the format of the Shabbat meal is as follows. So we're going to take communion. The first um, thing is lighting a candle, okay? So I've got candles. I bought a candle for each group okay so i'm going to give this to each group and i've got lighters and um, i'm going to give that when you're in a circle to the head of the household then you're going to light the candle now i'm going to give this to all of you or to the to the to the um, households like overseer or you, you understand so you don't need to remember it all it's all in here i'm just explaining how it will go um, so then we light a candle, and then it, we, we're going to actually, this is a sign of inviting the Lord as a light in your house, in your home, in your family. And then it says to declare some stuff, so you carry on with doing that. Then we're going to take communion. So as a leader of your household or one of the first people in your group, going to go there, get one um, um, glass and bread, and then you're going to follow the, uh, it says to declare some stuff. Okay, so it will take a bit of time, but I, I felt it was really beautiful to do that. And we don't have to rush in this. It's just with your family and praying and being together. And then the third step is prayer of blessing and affirmation. That, is, that means to lay hands on each other and pray for each other. And then... Um, Whatever you feel is right to do in that moment. So children can pray for the parents. Parents pray for the children. Or if you are in a husband and wife, you pray for each other. Um, otherwise, if you're in a group, you just pray for each other as well. And then after that, um, it's finished. Um, and then I will bring it to a close. Okay? Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.